You're listening to the Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis, the one and only podcast that discusses modern plastic surgery and leaves you looking great and feeling better. Welcome, everyone, to the Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, board-certified plastic surgeon. Well, still reigning number one in terms of procedures is liposuction. And you may think you know pretty much everything there is to know about liposuctioning, but for someone that's been doing this for over 30 years, plastic surgery, I can tell you that the instrumentation, the science behind this whole liposculpting, liposuctioning thing, and the results that we're getting now are kind of like if you're thinking about the original iPhone that you had and now the newest generation of iPhone. And the reason why I think this is such an important topic is because it is such a popular operation. I mean, I'm telling you that in almost every office hour that I have, at least three to four people are coming in to talk about liposuctioning. And it could be in conjunction with other things. So you may be coming in to talk about a facelift, but what are we going to do about the fat that's underneath your jawline, like in your neck? We're going to liposuck it away. What about if we're doing some sort of a breast lift and you have a little bit of too much fat laterally, like underneath your armpit area, going around your back. How are we going to get rid of that to shape it so that your breasts kind of look like youthful and shaped properly? It doesn't look matronly. What are we going to do? You got it. We're going to liposuck it. So in this way of thinking, I want to make sure that you understand that there are a few things in the whole world of liposuctioning that may apply to you out there. And there's three specific areas, three specific concepts that I think everyone, once they latch on to this, kind of get a whole idea of how liposuctioning could enhance their life, let's say. So here's number one. If you have been trying to make your thighs look tighter, less cellulite, um, make the skin snap back a little more, um, want to kind of reshape the thigh or the knee a little bit, we are talking about liposuctioning. I had a patient come in earlier this week and she has been through everything that you could possibly name that's a non-surgical approach to getting her thighs to look less undulated or less ripply. She's had microneedle radiofrequency. She's had something called cellulase, which is a way of trying to get rid of the cellulite. She had injections of things that are supposed to dissolve the cellulite. All of these things, over the course of a two-year period, she went through a litany of all these different procedures. And at the end of the day, I really did ask her this exact question. 
if you had to say what was improved from like the original time, like what did you really go to have done and what do you think it improved? The only thing she said was maybe slightly the skin got a little tighter. The cellulite's still there. The undulations in the back of the thigh are still there. Um, The fullness that was in the inner knee area, still there. So the reason why I'm saying this to you is obviously it isn't just the sheet. Here's my analogy, by the way. It's not just the sheet that's covering the bed. It's that underneath that sheet, that area is not smooth. And I think that's what's starting to happen more and more with a lot of these non-surgical, externally applied techniques to try to go after smoothing out the thigh, for instance, or the abdomen. In certain areas, it will probably work to some degree. But if underneath that skin, there's too much fullness... And you can squeeze it sometimes and just feel it yourself. So if right now you're looking at your outer thigh or you're looking at your inner thigh or you're looking even at the anterior aspect of your thigh and if you squeeze that and you start to notice that, oh my God, there's some dimpling there, there's some puckering there. Well, there is a, a, you know, there is a sense that you may have something like cellulite where the skin is attaching to the, to that fatty layer. And when you squeeze it, you know, start to notice some of that dimpling. But let's be clear that that's coating your entire thigh. So if you're just going around trying to go after individual puckers, of cellulite, that's one thing. But if you're looking at your thigh in the mirror and you're saying, oh my God, the back of my thigh, the the whole thigh just looks like it's not smooth, there's a very good chance that it's not just quote unquote cellulite. It's that there's some bunching up of some extra fat underneath the skin that needs to be just remodeled. It needs to be molded. It doesn't necessarily have to end up looking like a chicken leg where you're just sucking away so much fat that it looks like not like your thigh. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm really trying to uh, express that the elegance and the sophistication nowadays of the liposuctioning tools and techniques allow us to smooth out the underneath layer so that the skin will rest on it in a smoother fashion. And I think if that concept stays with you, you'll understand why we liposuck the jawline. We liposuck the neck. We can liposuck the abdomen. We could liposuck your arms. But it has to be done properly. The right technique needs to be used. The right type of heating element needs to be used. And I'm sure you've heard of a lot of different types of heating elements, like radio frequency or ultrasonic-assisted liposuction or laser-assisted liposuctioning. All of these things can be utilized appropriately depending on the area that we're trying to treat. So, again, uh, I, I promised I was going to give you three. So that was the first one. The second one is... Let's talk about using liposuctioning to not only smooth out the area, but what if we're going to now take that fat that was just liposuctioned away, 
clean it up, and reuse it to go into other places that may have undulated areas or thinned out zones or areas that need a little bolstering to make it look smoother or more youthful. A perfect example of something like this is last week we had a patient that came in that lost a lot of weight. And the majority of the uh, uh, the loss of the weight, I guess, could be seen in their face. And they looked older and they looked frankly, not as healthy as they would like to look. However, they still had plenty of fat in areas of their body where they didn't want it to be. It's just that when they went on this weight loss regimen, they lost it in their face, more so than in the rest of their body. So another great utilization of liposuction, harvest the fat from someplace where it still resides and where you don't want it to be, such as the bra line. And that's what we did in this particular case. The bra line love handle area, a lot of us accumulate fat in those areas and it's very difficult to lose that with diet and exercise. So tapping that with the appropriate technique of liposuctioning allows us to take that fat and then reuse it in a place where it'll be making a tremendous difference, which would be, in this person's case, we put it back into her face. And it made a huge improvement, not only um, to recontour their cheeks and their uh, hollowing that's below their cheekbone, but it made them look so much younger. Because let's face it, A lot of times, people that have a little bit extra weight in their face do look more youthful. And when they start to lose weight, unfortunately, you can't stop it from going away from where it's going to go away. And some people just end up losing more of it in their face than in their, you know, uh, thighs or their abdomen or something like that. So just keep that in mind. So that's the second way that liposuctioning and the elegance has has helped. And the last thing I want to make sure you know is that We now know that using the fat cells can be re-injected after we micronize it enough. So we're making it into very, very small aliquots. And we can place this to cause areas like uh, hyperpigmentation around the face or areas that you may have had an, an accident from and you have excess pigment in those zones. We can now make the fat cells into such small micronized type fat that we can actually use it to help in our own way, like a stem cell type of a thing. So what we've been doing in the office, not only with PRP treatments, which is the plasma um, that we're getting from your blood, the platelets that we separate from drawing some blood, but we can also use some fat in a very similar way so that when we inject this under the skin, we're starting to notice more and more of a glow to the skin. We're starting to notice that the um, elements that make up the fat cells are the same type of cell that we call a pluripotential cell that would be like a stem cell. And all the wonderful things that you've heard over the years of stem cells, we can now say that, you know what, if we're going to use that fat to, let's say, restore the middle part of the face or to use in the tear troughs, 
we're actually seeing not just a volumization of that, but we're also seeing that there's something that's happening to the skin quality that's also making that look more youthful and better. So, again, there's a lot to say about liposuctioning and what we're getting as we're doing the liposuction. We're not only smoothing out, again, like I was giving you the analogy of just smoothing out the whole bed so that when you finally lay across the bed sheet or the uh, blanket, underneath that has been smoothed out so everything else will look smoother. I think that's a really important concept. And then also harvesting or taking that fat and being able to utilize it in appropriate locations has really made this whole specialty very, very, very progressive. And it's exciting. You've been listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Davis, and I'll be speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Plastic Surgery Revolution with Dr. Stephen Davis. Please subscribe to our show in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Keep listening, looking great, and feeling better.